So the kids get a question and all of you get one as well. If someone were to ask you today to tell them about the most important decision that you've ever made in your life, what do you think you would tell them? We've all had to make important decisions before. More than likely, you've already made a few fairly important decisions this morning. Should you eat breakfast or should you hope the sermon will be short and you can get to lunch quickly? Should you get up and go to church in the morning or should you sleep in and stay home? That, of course, is a decision you've obviously made if you're here. And I suspect how this sermon turns out, how long it will be, will have some role in determining whether or not your decision was worthwhile. No pressure on the preacher. But aside from the decisions we make every single day and then forget about, there are certainly other far more important decisions that I suspect we will never forget because they were decisions that impacted our lives and maybe even transformed it. Certainly, I imagine that for many of us, the decision that brought us together with our spouse is probably high on that list, if not at the very top. I myself will never forget the first moment I saw my wife at her brother's pub on Shirkin Island, just off the south coast of Ireland nearly a decade ago. And I'll never forget the decision I made that night to introduce myself to her. Or if she were here and she's not, she'd tell you she introduced herself to me first. But either way, we went beyond that decision and made an even important, a more important decision for me, at least, who just come off a plane and had serious jet lag. I made the very important decision to stay later and to talk with her just a little bit longer that first evening we met. And there is no question to me that that was one of the most important decisions I've ever made in my life. And along with that kind of decision, there are lots of others that can be just as important or high on our list. Maybe it was the decision that you made about your current career or the opportunity your career presented with you to come and make your home here in Jacksonville. Maybe it was a decision to take on what was supposed to just be a hobby, sort of something to get you back into rhythm in your life, maybe an exercise regime or routine, or maybe you wanted to learn a new language or take a piano lesson or a guitar lesson or a cello lesson. And that decision over time suddenly became today what is at the center of who you are. Maybe it was the decision you and your spouse made to have a child or to adopt a child or to reach out and to help a child or a family in need. Or maybe the most important decision that you've ever made was just to let something negative go that was weighing you down and forcing you to be something that you know you were not meant to be. Even if you are feeling this morning like most of your decisions haven't been the best, I firmly believe that every one of us have at least one that has been so important that it has shaped who we are and kept us moving forward in the world. And maybe if you're someone who needs a good decision this morning, there is the potential that a big life-changing one could be laid out before you in the scriptures we've just heard this morning. Because this morning, brothers and sisters, the scripture passages set before us are all about just that, making the right and important decisions in our life. And I might challenge us to take them even further than that, because I think if you read these scriptures that we have this morning, especially that gospel reading, 
They actually can take us beyond just good and right decisions to what will be the most important, challenging, life-changing decision that we may ever have to make. Something that will transform us and change everything we do, both inwardly and outwardly. Not just in this physical life and the work we're doing in the world right now, but in the eternal and spiritual life that will carry us onward beyond this world towards God, even beyond our death. This morning's reading from the Gospel of Luke, we finally moved out of the city of Nazareth where we've been for the last two Sundays, and we find ourselves out on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. The Jesus that we are encountering this morning is back to doing what Jesus has been doing quite well, gathering large crowds around him to hear his preaching and to figure out what all the talk is about. His name has obviously continued to spread throughout the region, and the gospel tells us that so many people are pushing in on him this morning that he has to make a decision to commandeer a fishing boat to get off that shore so that more people can have more space to gather in and hear his message. The boat, we're told, Jesus steps onto without so much as saying, may I, is the boat of Simon, who is a professional fisherman, who's been trying to the best of his ability, probably throughout his life, to catch good fish for his family and for his business. There is no decision that Simon has to make when Jesus steps on his boat. Jesus apparently just sees it and goes for it and stands there next to Simon and he pushes off the shore where Jesus sits to speak. It's only after Jesus preaches that message to the crowd that Jesus turns and looks at Simon and offers him a decision to be made. Jesus says to that tired fisherman, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Now, it sounds like a simple question, I know, but for just a minute, picture yourself in Simon's place. The scripture in Simon reveals to himself that he's already been doing nothing less than attempting to have a decent catch all night long. As a fisherman, he obviously knows where to go and how and when to catch fish on the uh, Sea of Galilee. And here is Jesus, who, if anything, is a rabbi. And if Simon knows him, he knows he's the son of a carpenter. He's not a fisherman himself. And he's telling Simon to move out into a deeper part of the water that Simon would never think to catch fish and throw his net over without any other examination. And I suspect that that would probably be enough to be an insult for a seasoned fisherman today. Yet the gospel tells us that Simon is willing to put aside his personal and professional ego in that moment and to make the decision to do what Jesus is telling him to do, whether he thinks it's right or not. And when he pushes out a little deeper and he drops his net into the water of that lake, the gospel says that immediately they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. Simon has to call out for reinforcements, we're told. And when the other boats come out to help him, they can barely get that catch back to the shore before the Bible says the boats start to sink. As we've been discussing this season of the church year, I believe Jesus is again revealing his divinity this morning 
in this story of the calling of his first disciples from Luke's gospel. We aren't told what the crowd saw or whether or not they were even still there. In this morning's revelation, Jesus begins revealing himself first to Simon alone. Simon will be so overwhelmed by this incredible experience with Jesus, the gospel says he'll know not what to do other than fall on his knees and feel completely unworthy to be in the presence of who must be his Lord and his master. He will suddenly realize that there is nothing that he could ever have done in his life to become a fisherman such as this. Everything will be changed and transformed from that moment onward for Simon. The paradigm of life and its meaning and its importance will suddenly shift and Simon will move away completely different from that moment. And he'll take James and John, his assistants, with him. He'll be so changed that his very name will be transformed from Simon to Peter, the apostle on whom Jesus will later declare will be the very rock on which he can build his church. Thanks be to God, Simon Peters, he'll be known, will make his own mistakes just as we do and find God's grace pulling him back to being that rock over and over again. And friends, if you go back and read that story one more time, you will find that it all comes down to that one very important decision Simon made that day on the lake of Gennesaret. The decision to not stop Jesus from getting on his boat in the first place and the decision to let Jesus lead him out into completely uncharted waters with the faith and the belief that the catch Jesus might be able to provide would be life-changing and soul-shaping. This morning, brothers and sisters, you and I are Simon the fisherman. Yes, We've all made some very important life-changing decisions in our lives. But I'm here to tell you, there's no other decision that will ever be more important than the decision we make to let Jesus step onto our boat and to push us out of the shore into deeper waters, maybe even into places that would make us uncomfortable and over and against what we think are the best laid of plans to a place that crosses from the physical world into the spiritual. And it's in that place where Jesus tells us to put down our nets. All the other decisions we make are important in this life, but the decision you make about Jesus ultimately impacts and alters everything else that you decide afterwards. Everything. Today, we let so many things become what defines who we are. I bet you know which boxes you're going to check before you ever fill out an ID card. But brothers and sisters, there has to be one identification that we find definitive, one identification that becomes transformative. Because if we let Jesus step into our hearts, there's just no way that he cannot become the first box we check for the rest of our lives, the decision that informs and and instructs every other, that which makes us not see each other as this group or that group divided among each other, but first and foremost as fellow human beings created in God's image. And we ourselves personally as nothing less than very disciples of Jesus Christ, who is God's son. I think about those decisions quite often when I'm 
sitting up here during worship because I keep a picture or an icon here at this station of my most favorite recently discovered saint of the last century. She's a saint that I suppose fits more on the Catholic side of the Christian spectrum than on our Anglican side, but I believe that a saint's a saint and beyond denomination, she is a saint for the entire world now. Saint Therese of Lisieux grew up in a very wealthy French family. And from the very youngest age of her life, she could have been anything that she wanted to be in this world. But from a very early age, she let Jesus get into her heart. And everything else that followed her, everything the world could offer her, she gave up in order to choose to give herself over to Jesus and to prayer in a simple, small Carmelite convent. That's where she lived out her life, completely sequestered and removed from the physical world with only 25 other women. But she dedicated each of those days to everyone she knew was out in the world looking for Jesus, everyone that was seeking something more meaningful, everyone that wanted their boats to go out in deeper waters to be transformed and to be saved, offering prayers over any kind of hard work she could have done with her hands. St. Teresa would die at the very young age of 23. But before she died, she wrote a story about being nothing more than Jesus' little flower. But in a world that looks for the big, beautiful plants and trees, those little flowers are where Jesus goes to find those who love him. That story continues to inspire generation after generation. And even in a world that would have seen her wasting her time, she has become one of the greatest spiritual guides of those who are seeking Jesus and moving into the deeper waters of the soul. Brothers and sisters, saints and sinners, Jesus is already there in your heart. He's asking you to push your boat out into farther, deeper waters, to have yourself transformed and to have, through your transformation, your life changed forever. May we have the strength to let Jesus be the captain of our hearts. Amen.